0: here's something weird because um, we're about to talk about a bunch of sort of heavy stuff so um allow me to um sprinkle some lightness in there uh he- here is something that i uh found out about myself the other day or i sort of realized something that i do um so do you remember the uh do you remember the song cotton eye joe oh yeah
1: where did he come from cotton eye joe
0: yeah a terrible yeah. you know redneck dance <laughs> song from the 90s
1: yeah i don't remember who sings it but you me neither I, I, I don't know Bust, anything about it. it 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 took everything that out of me to remember buster poindexter so yeah. I'm, I'm forgiven for cotton eye joe
0: <laughs> yeah so I um I realized the other day that I when I'm kind of just spacing out I like to um I like to repeat back the lyrics of Cotton Eye Joe in my head but in a in the way uh, if it was like a new ca- newscast like a, if a newscaster was saying the lyrics to Cotton Eye Joe as, <laughs> as if it was a story <laughs> so let me give you a little taste of uh, how that sounds like please um so it's. <clears throat> It's, uh, um, if it weren't for him, I'd be married a long time ago. <laughs> Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs>
1: looking way better than that song
0: <laughs> pop saga you know we keep it groovy we talking
1: cartoons books tvs and movies a couple of nerds but got style we so cool pop
0: culture talking new and old school yeah you should know we love hip-hop from the roots Ty Liv, shout out to feral Munch. we giving you what you want it don't get no live I ain't no doubt we got you. this is pop saga let's go Oh yeah, you heard right. Heard
1: this is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life, PopSaga. Hello and welcome to Pop Saga. I am John, and I am joined, as always, by uh, Forrest. Um, that's me. That that's you. Um, normally, um, we would kind of chime in with the subject make a little light of it or insert ourselves into this as a part of the intro but uh we're not going to do that today um uh we we felt it was important um to acknowledge the passing of uh, Chadwick Bozeman. um so this is a, a special episode where we can just kind of um uh, chat about that how you know how we're doing with it uh, a little bit about his life and um just kind of go from there so this is uh, you know probably a little bit more serious than your usual uh, pop saga affair. um so if you know you're not into sad news or you don't want to hear this through or anything like that i wouldn't blame you um we'll be also putting out another episode uh to go with this so that way there's some lighter stuff if you want to listen to that.
0: I think, well said, very well said. Um, yeah, so uh, you know, tuning Thursday for your regularly scheduled uh, madcap hijinks by um, you know uh, your your uh, your erstwhile hosts, but um, I think for a lot of this episode, we're just going to be very sincere because um, you know I think uh, us along with um, Mr. Bozeman's family and uh, everybody who came to uh, love him uh, through his remarkable performances are fairly gutted by this news. Um, So, um, but we felt, you know, it's a, he is a, he has become and and was um, such a big force uh, in in pop culture, um, not only for us, but for the, really the entire world so uh it felt wrong not to uh honor him um and remember him um you know in in whatever way we can
1: yep couldn't have said it better myself
0: i would have tried but i couldn't have said it better myself (laughs) um well yeah so uh i don't know if you don't know um uh last week uh, we lost, we lost, uh, Chadwick Boseman and it's, uh, we were, we're recording this on August 30th and, um, we heard about his passing on Friday, I believe. That is correct. Yeah. And, um, what we, uh, what we didn't know, um, what, uh, what I assume a lot of people didn't know outside of his immediate family and, and friends Is that for the past four years he had been battling colon cancer, Um, and uh, you know the cancer, uh, you know the finally um, he's finally succumbed to it, and so uh, I think our feelings right now are very raw, Um, and so we're going to kind of uh, you know join us as we (laughs) we end up processing processing this, you know, uh, with you um, out there. So, um, yeah. Uh, so join us on this, uh, on this, what's going to be an interesting, uh, podcast. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess that's all I could say about it.
1: Yeah. Different. Um, you know, it, it really Forrest and I founded this to kind of give ourselves, uh, uh, a, a reprieve from the news. And, you know, everything uh, by kind of uh, diving back into w- what we love and things that we enjoy and, you know, pop culture. That is how Forrest and I bonded as friends um, was through our mutual admiration for all things of our past, present, and, you know, uh, set to be future. And, you know, so that that's what Pop Saga is supposed to be um and and, it normally is but you know as life kind of comes up it kind of hits you from time to time and we have to acknowledge it um also by acknowledging the fact that you know um chadwick boseman's performance in as the black panther as king t'challa will go down in pop culture history um Uh, he was already there but if you want to talk about cementing something this is it so yeah we're uh, like four said we're just going to kind of have a discussion we'll talk about you know we'll we're going to just kind of let it go and we're just going to kind of talk and uh, talk things through and um go from that huh
0: yeah so um so did you want to give a little background on uh on who he was uh, before he we uh, the world was introduced to him as uh, as uh, King T'Challa. I should yeah. also say, obviously, we're going to get into this too. But he was, you know, he will perhaps be uh, most remembered um, for this role, maybe. But um, you know, he has played uh so many icons not just like a fictional icon like uh the Black Panther but Thurgood marshall and Jackie Robinson and James Brown I mean he he has this ability to embody um uh these uh, you know you know titans of and um like pillars of history um and uh and and, and it's really what made him a remarkable actor and such a memorable person but um you know all that comes from somewhere so yeah
1: no he is <coughs> it's good it was crazy kind of looking into his background um just to get more of a sense of him because he is a very private man hence why no one knew outside of his family of uh, you know uh, his uh, colon cancer um and uh, he got started, he, he pretty much went to school at Howard University, um, a, you know, a fantastic university over in the East Coast. Um, and he went there originally to be a director, writer. That was kind of his passion. Um, but from all things that I could tell, he was also very much a, just a studious person wanting to understand, multiple avenues and um figure out roles so he is he pretty much said if i'm going to be a director then i should know how to be an actor so that way i can talk to them and work with them so he worked on acting as well taking uh, classes he even um for example um uh, took a, a course over in oxford which uh, came out a little bit later. That actually uh, Denzel Washington paid for because at the time he he had no money, uh, so they flew him <laughs> over there to take these you know acting classes, and um, you know he excelled at it. And um, he got his start after um, from Howard in uh, All My Children. Uh, he he got offered a he was doing other TV roles, but this was like the, the big role, the six figure role, as he puts it, um, and you know, technically, it would change a lot of things, and um he had the uh, role for uh, I think the character's name was Reggie, he had the role for two episodes, and then he was replaced by Michael B. Jordan Uh which is (laughs) zany michael b jordan uh was coming off of the wire at that point and got the role the the reason why uh, uh chadwick boseman was replaced was because he started questioning the character's background with the producers um one of the big things and i think one of the overarching things that makes this so sad is you know black Panther as a movie played against stereotypes. Stereotypes are I think one of the most dangerous things that have ever been acknowledged or created and um, um, perpetuated throughout. And um, so this character's backstory was, you know, his mom was a drug addict, his dad was in jail, and, you know, it was just shedding negative light on, um, you know, African-Americans as it goes. Um, so he started questioning that, and he, he said, hey, you know, there, there are these things I want to kind of bring up so I can really understand the role. Um, the producers there in the room looked up his uh, resume, saw that he went to Howard University, and then he was replaced the next day because he, he was labeled as being difficult to work with. Um this was a story I watched a uh, commencement speech at Howard University which where he spoke with a uh, graduating class that's where he told it. Um, from that he started making the rounds doing TV shows, he's an episode of Castle, um, a couple other things and then his breakout role was 42 playing as Jackie Robinson. and uh, from that, get on up and then moving right into... The Black Panther, there were other roles there. I I, I I. don't have his full thing listed down here. Just, um... I don't even want to call him highlights, because, uh, as Forrest said earlier, he's a f- fantastic actor who's able to embody these huge roles. But, I mean, like I said, he played Jackie Robinson, then James Brown, and then Thurgood Marshall. I mean, that is nuts. And... Um, sad because we didn't even get to see him in a you know the next historical role he was going to play Yasuke. have you heard of mm-hmm. this
0: for, right i i haven't heard much about the the movie um but i saw that it was on imdb as the uh it was in uh, currently in pre-production
1: yeah but the the story is it's crazy you know how uh what's his face tom cruise was apparently the last amurai no. um right <laughs> yeah this this yusuke guy was the only known samurai of african origins he literally was a black samurai in japan and that would have been amazing to see and i know he would have done that role justice and i will be uh sad to see that he won't be able to do that um yeah you know, but, again, uber-talented guy who, like, again, by all accounts from what I can see, he literally would just, you know, dive into the role, try to understand the role, become the character, and hold it with such grace.
0: And, um, I, I mean, it's just amazing work. So true. Um, he uh, He was the kind of actor who when you would see him in a role um the fact that chadwick boseman boseman was playing this role would uh instantly melt away um he embodied characters uh so uh, fully that um you know uh he 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 just uh, was able to inhabit them in a way that was that was so remarkable um that you know it is the kind of skill that i think um maybe often gets overlooked maybe i don't want to say that i have no evidence to actually back that up but uh you know we hear a lot about actors who have like a certain like signature look that everyone likes or they are like a um you know like robert de niro who you go to see a robert de niro movie because you want to see robert de niro on screen doing something right um and uh i guess what i'm describing is a character actor but i think it's a disservice to uh to um uh chadwick bozeman to describe him um that way uh because he was uh i don't know he just became these characters a- in an unforgettable way and um that's something that i'm definitely going to miss uh there are there are pieces of his work that I haven't seen. And so, um, you know, I definitely will be, uh, diving back through his uh, filmography now, um, that I know I'll never, you know, be able to, to see him again in anything else. Yeah. I mean,
1: shit. That tell you the, like I, I I'll tell you when I heard I thought I was being so selfish for a second. I'll I'll tell you why. I was sitting downstairs. Um uh, my wife and I just got back from a wake. Um her um I I, she, I I I I I will acknowledge as her cousin um passed away and she's known him all her life. Um and he is always a hell of a dude. Um, rest in peace, Geo. That's all I to
0: say. Um, and give me one second. Yeah, no problem. Um, okay. uh, I, you know, I, I, I think we've all, I think we've all. Uh, well, it's just something that uh, that these kind of losses are just something that you have to process when you get there. Um, and, yeah, they and get through it
1: yeah they just magnify and i i think already being an open raw nerve uh so to speak with everything going on and then god damn it i said it again all right oh one day <laughs> I'll, so to speak will be out of my vocabulary one year um the the the, the be on edge with the way the world is right now then having to deal with normal life like people getting old you know and everything else that kind of gets compounded with just growing older is um difficult but having it all added together is something that you know not many people have dealt with in one way or the other and yeah trying to process this stuff with everything else is just um rough um yeah yeah but um I'll, I'll, I'll finish my, my little thing where I felt like I was being selfish for a second. Yeah, please go ahead. So, I was, uh, so we got back from the wake. I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm playing a little mobile game, just trying to kind of get my mind elsewhere. And I see, um, I, I get a text message, and it says, Variety, Chadwick Bozeman. And I'm like, okay. You know, whatever, uh, from a friend of mine. And another friend texted me with another article that said him. And I'm like, okay, well, people know we do the pop saga. And I was like, shit, man, I hope he didn't quit being Black Panther. Or something like that. You know, that would be dreadful. Um, I don't know who they would get. And I just started going on this. And then I closed out, you know, closed out that. I said, let me read this. And when I read the news, I said, you got to be kidding me. You have to. To be kidding me! This cannot be real, and you know, checking everything because now you just can't trust the first thing you read. But it was everywhere, you know. I even messaged you to see if you saw it, and of course you did. But like, just I, I just was in shock. My roommate came home and he said, "2020 fucking sucks." And I was just like, I said, you heard the news? He's like, yeah. And that, you know, we were just, um, everyone in the house was just besides ourselves. Um, to the point where like, you know, I just came into my office and, um, sat and then, uh, had to write my feelings down, which I don't ever do, but. I was in such a weird jumbled state that I, I couldn't make heads to tell of what was going on and um, why this affected me the way, for me personally, it has, um, you know, and how I feel it's affecting a lot of other people too, a um, lot more than it, you know then, you know, I guess maybe it, it reasonably should. You know, I've never met the man. Um, but I could see by how he carried himself who he was. And, you know, it's just a damn shame.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he clearly um, was, uh, was so much more... Um, to so many uh people and i think i think a lot of that i mean i i don't think it's weird um i think to have it uh, affect you uh, a lot uh i think i don't know it's hard to say it's hard to kind of i think people take a look at um superhero movies and i think it's easy to dismiss them um, especially from Marvel where they put out so many and you know there's been a lot said about um, about the sort of the worthiness of these stories and and how they and their contributions to the overall um, the, the history and sort of fabric of the uh, of, of the, landsca- the the film the movie or film landscape but um, I think Black Panther stood out. As something that was different, Um, uh, it's. I I haven't done like a ranking of all the the Marvel properties, but um, if if it's not the sort of best, it is it is uh nearer almost to the top because it is uh it's a truly good film, and I I honestly because of who i am i can't really actually i think speak to how impactful it must have been um to so many people because uh to me it was just like an amazing movie with incredible characters who i instantly um you know who i instantly was uh you know captivated by but um and i know academically how uh How groundbreaking and um, how uh, impactful his performance was and the movie was but yeah I can't uh, I can only speak to it from an academic standpoint but I know from seeing people who are friends of mine and the reaction of the public at large um, how uh, much of an incredible um, thing this movie was it kind of transcended the the boundaries of a of a normal uh marvel film i think
1: I think it trans it transitioned just boundaries in general, be it marvel or otherwise i mean look i i i will give you know disney Marvel a lot of credit for what they did with this film, allowing them to speak with african accents um not, you know, having a predominantly all-black cast, um, finding appropriate directors, writers to work on this, uh, to be culturally, you know, sensitive, um, and not whitewash it, you know. Sorry for the word, but that's kind of what happens, you know. You, growing up, For those who don't know, you know, I'm half black, half white. I'm a biracial kid, so I have my own set of challenges to deal with in the whole world. Definitely not the place or time to explain it, but I could see when I see characters portrayed in films, usually it's it's based on stereotypes or um, just, you know, incorrect assumptions and Black Panther had none of that. It wasn't, you know, this wasn't about him being tough because you know, his, 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 you know, his dad left him and his mom was the only one to raise him, so he had to rise up on the streets and do all this. There, there was none of that. This was just a, acknowledging that, you know, a, a majesty there, a, a beauty there. Just by yeah, no, he is from this. He even talked about the fact that the sound you know how t'challa talked was so important because the last thing he wanted to do was be talking in a british accent you know Great. like he like he left and then he comes back and everyone's like what happened you know he's like hello i'm the black panther you know <laughs> right like i mean because you know there. i mean again there's a lot of stuff that's not worth going into a on a pop culture-based thing, um, but you know they they avoided those pitfalls, and you know they had strong portrayals, like strong women characters who were strong just because they were strong, not because they were slighted or assaulted or you know any of these tropes that you get in normal movies. There was none of that. They were just badass because they were badass, and to have that all presented on a screen is something that, you know, even, you know, I've never seen. You know what I mean? Like in a superhero movie, I never got that. And I know, you know, uh, doing my, like, self-reflection on this and what hurts so much is the fact that there, you know, there's a whole generation who, you know, got to grow up with you know, Black Panther as inspiration and, you know, a a, a little kid being able to look up and see himself in the title as, as the title hero is in, it's, it's an amazing thing. It's a sad thing because, you know, we don't get it too often and, um, you got to cherish it when you do, because sometimes you never know when that might get taken away. And where other things might be taken for granted by other people, this is something that, you know, it bridge divides. There, there Again, there's so much shit. I literally, I can start a whole podcast on the things that I don't know about uh, inequalities and all that stuff, just to kind of start talking through it. I won't, obviously, but, like, this, this film had none of that. It just was a beautiful film filled with beautiful people. And, you know, even, like, a lot of people want to give Killmonger shit. I don't even see Killmonger as the bad guy. How he went about it was wrong, but he was not
0: wrong. Does that make sense? Sure, yeah. I mean, I think he's certainly considered by me as the most uh three-dimensional and, um flesh out of uh, of the the marvel's uh cinematic villain staple yeah easily
1: he he it's like killmonger um i liked zemo i actually thought he was a very compelling take on the character way better mm. than if they just mm. Mm. <laughs> no think about it think about it just think about it his... no just think about look you take what is Baron Zemo from in the comic books? He's just a Nazi. yeah,
0: that's
1: right. Great. This guy literally was just a distraught man who did everything he could to um, take out these more powerful aggressors there there was a method to his madness, not like you know Obadiah who hey man jeff bridges i love watching him in anything i could watch him read my receipts from target
0: yeah oh
1: man um you know great villain but like he goes from like zero to evil real quick you know like i almost just wish they would have been like yeah this dude obviously i knew he was evil i read the comic books but still oh, yeah. like there's His name <laughs> is also
0: obadiah stain Stane, right <laughs> so
1: right or then you look at like um ant-man you tell me, Yellow Jacket was a compelling, vi- you know what I mean? Like, don't get me started on Ami. Yeah, got well, I know that was that. a low blow. But what I'm saying is, as far as motivations go, Killmonger to me was the most three dimensional. Then the 3D character Thanos had a lot, but it took all that build up and then showcasing him a fair amount in Infinity War to do that. But you know, his motivations made were were sound for the character josh brolin i think did a fantastic you know embodiment of that of course i i like loki but it took even a while for loki to become to me like the fan favorite that he is
0: yeah he didn't start off as having any any depth he was just like oh i'm a trickster
1: (laughs) exactly so then here here we are now um you know with this you know, I, I watch an old, um, like, you know, late show interviews with, I'm just going to call him Chadwick. I don't uh, Hopefully he won't mind. Um, and he was talking about Killmonger and how Michael B. Jordan and talked. And he just saw it as two sides of the same coin. I felt like, um, you know, what we had as far as, you know, there's no real, I don't think there's a villain in this movie. I think you have two sides of the same coin. Right. The Kill, Killmonger story That's and the T'Challa story. Yeah. Um, you know, we treated it that way. Michael and I kept ourselves separate and came together at certain points so that we could create this sort of tension on scene. but on, on in the scenes but it was it was it was a collaboration, I think for everybody.
0: That, that's an, that's an interesting together. idea, that there was, no, there was no villain. It was two sides of a story. I mean, more than ever in America right now, people feel like, oh, there's a villain, there's no villain. There's... It feels like every story needs to have that, but that's what made Black Panther so complicated. And I won't give any spoilers away, but it felt like a story where you truly did not know how you felt, mm-hmm. you just had to work on how you felt about what the, how the people were trying to do what they were trying to do. Well, it, it doesn't let anybody off the hook.
1: Where, you know, that they don't necessarily see them as, you know, villains. They see themselves as heroes. And that, you know, that, that usually is true. You know, no villain would ever see... No villain ever really makes themselves out to be the villain. They always see themselves as the hero. But in this instance, there's a lot of gray area to skirt. Again, it, it, it because you had incredible actors, you had, you know, it, again, to the studio's credit... Um, A willingness to trust that to be put on film where, you know, the execs trusted him to be able to make something, you know, versus the polar opposite where we were talking about it last week with Justice League where, you know, terrible thing happened to Zack Snyder as well as, you know, child uh, dying of suicide. Him going away from the role and then executives being like, okay, we just need to start snipping and getting this. Regardless of whether you think the film's, his cut or not, would have been great or would change public opinions is, you know, that's yet to be seen. But, you know, execs were waiting, chomping at the bits to be able to put their stank on it and say, like, see, look what I did. Don't I deserve this big bonus? You know, Marvel took a big risk disney took a big risk but it was a, a a well-played calculated risk that you know benefited us i mean i was just i was just watching scenes from black panther um you know i've re it fairly recently and like just even the color color theory how everything is colored and bright and open and you know, all that stuff is just it, it. It
0: it's such a well-layered
1: film. It's ridiculous.
0: It's so true. Um, I think one of the things I'd like to talk about about that uh, film in particular is the. Uh, I want I would like to take a moment to celebrate the uh, art direction of that uh, movie. Just like you said, Ooh. the color, the color theory of, uh, obviously, is incredible. But um, never before had I seen. On a big budget movie, a celebration, and uh, sort of like a definition of uh, um, that sort of uh, Afrofuturism. Oh my god. Which was this. I think we see a lot of futurism that is based on um, Western, uh, sort of like the Western vision of the future. And then also we see a lot of um you know japanese inspired uh uh sort of tokyo inspired f- visions of the future um or futuristic te- technology i should say but um what w- we got on black panther was this sort of fully realized completely unique vision of how um technology could evolve and and i was watching the movie again over the weekend and that's one thing that it really struck me when I first saw it. And just upon repeat viewings, like, everything is unique. It is this fully realized sort of integrating traditional aspects with hyper-futuristic uh, technology. And it creates the... It, like, melded perfectly. It is this unique... It has this unique vision uh, artistically that uh, I think could have only been achieved by the staff that they had on this film. It is, uh, and it is, it's something that is so joyful that it it exists. Oh yeah,
1: I remember watching it, going, you know, I, I I was expecting the norm, and it it wasn't that. You know, from the way, you know, Wakanda City Streets were f- uh, formulated to even the fact I love the graffiti that you see on the walls and how different it is. And, you know, how the ships are designed and how the the clothing is designed. And, like, Angela Bassett's, like, headdress thing is an amazing piece of art. Like, it's insane that they 3D printed that. And... <laughs> like yeah yeah uh, being able to craft a bunch of different you know uh, the the approach that they said they took was um you know they they kind of took like everything that africa is maybe wakanda was the oldest place so everything that you got that has uh, spread across africa was you know originated from wakanda there that that was their their thought process. So that's how come you have the different dialects. That's how come you have the the different styles of clothes from different regions was because they were treating Wakanda as kind of the cradle um, of civilization. And it worked beautifully. Like the integration from, you know, the soldiers who, you know, ride war rhinos. That's cool. But when you see them, you don't think much of them. You're like okay, they they got cool outfits and stuff until they have laser shields and you know sonic spears that just like shoot you. it's in it's insane like just like the thought the care of the the beads that have like the technology
0: yeah um, um, uh, yeah I, I think there you can't say enough uh, great things about that movie oh another b- awesome piece of tech that I I really um, I hadn't really thought about in a while but when i saw it again i was like oh this is this is so cool i love how um so in the intro they tell the story of wakanda they uh kind of build the world of uh wakanda through this uh this sort of sam sculpture animation and um later in the movie we see that they have this like fully advanced radar system that sort of gives you a 3d uh Look at the the ground below their ships, and it's using the same sort of black sand, um, like moving black sand uh, technology. And uh, there's a part where uh, T'Challa picks up a, uh, a truck and sort of wipes off the the roof to see the people inside. And I thought mm-hmm. that was such an incredible tactile interaction uh just such a well-designed interesting take on the sort of interact interactive uh hard light holograms that like uh tony stark uses in the same universe
1: yeah that's that's a good point i totally forgot about that being able to see everyone in there and highlight who not necessarily who was who but like how many people were back there that was dope yeah um the the one piece of tech that was not dope in that movie was his sandals. Sherry <laughs> said, What are those? Look <laughs> at those And what are these? The
0: real question is What are those? <laughs> Why do you have your toes out in my lab?
1: But you don't like my royal sandals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that was incredible that that they were able to resurrect that 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 old ass meme i guess uh it takes a while uh for memes to get through that it, that sort of shield that wakanda has around it um, but they got
1: there they, they they must you know their internet is fast in wakanda
0: oh yeah yeah but it's right. it's probably like you know um yeah it's it's probably too fast that's the thing they just skip right over that meme <laughs> yeah, to come right. around to it years later
1: yeah let's come back oh, we're in memes from 20 23 right now Oh man, you're gonna love this ham sandwich meme. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, I yeah. mean, uh, I-, I wanted to say, what did you think of him in um, Civil
0: War? Because, uh, you mean like when he was like first introduced?
1: Yeah, when he was first introduced. The the one thing that um, uh, was I found interesting, obviously had to happen, was that the Russo brothers were the one that casted him as a black panther so ryan googler actually inherited chadwick boseman as a black panther yeah Uh, I i thought that was interesting but what did you think of him in um civil war
0: well um so this isn't something we've touched on yet but um growing up my uh favorite uh comic book character was captain america and, um, Captain America and Black Panther are often in the same sort of adventures, So, uh, I was well familiar with, uh, with Black Pan- uh, Panther at the time. Um, so I was, I was really excited when I he- found out that he was going to be in a Captain America movie. Um, and I, uh, I really liked the way that they introduced him, um, because, he just he came on the scene as this unstoppable force, this almost like Terminator like yeah. character who um, you know you're you're coming in the to the movie kind of rooting for Captain America. Um, uh, at least I was. Maybe I had I had sort of like um, uh, the the deck was stacked in his favor I guess beforehand. But um, it kind of seems like Tony Stark is being unreasonable. I know. Like it was based on a series of comics, and I, yeah. I also was kind of on the team Captain America on the on, uh, in the comics as well.
1: Yeah, I mean to be fair, both motivations were, I, the, both comic and the movie motivations were. I don't want to say were weak, but they were they were hard pulls only because it se- seemed like a a real one eighty on uh, Starks kind of position yeah to me uh yeah please feel free to at me if you think i'm wrong i would be interesting yeah. to
0: hear that, but, <laughs> or don't or don't um, but I mean, we'll get I would, into it we're gonna yeah, do some civil war at some point but yeah
1: but yeah no um yeah i, I i've always backed uh, uh captain america on that one
0: <laughs> yeah but I, I did love the ending uh, uh showing sort of uh a black panther's compassion and knowledge and understanding of like uh everything and and how he kind of guides the story and and the story is really about you know it's it's driven a lot by uh his loss and, and how uh zemo sort of uh factors into that um so it, it was definitely a, a great setup for um uh for civil war and I'll, I'll tell you when in you know spoiler alert spoiler alert uh for for folks out there but um in endgame when he when black panther shows back up um that's just one of my favorite moments because you really <laughs> i know the movie wasn't over and there was still a lot of uncertainty but when he showed up i definitely was like okay everything's gonna be fine <laughs> right <laughs> yeah why
1: oh man, no, I, 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 I love that part. Like I, I watched it this morning and um it's funny. Um Endgame always gets me. I, I know how it ends, but like every like I just think it's just, you know, turning old and being super emotional now. But Endgame always gets me in that scene uh, like from the callbacks everything, but yeah, him i remember being in the theater and him walking through the portal and everyone just going fucking nuts and i was so happy it was like that was the first person like you see and yeah to your point you're like oh black panther's there they got this they're, they're all right now
0: you uh he has such an incredible presence and uh Uh, Like there is such a um, wisdom and like uh, an internal strength to his performance that he felt regal from the moment he came on screen. You're like, oh Mm -hmm. yeah, that guy's royalty. He 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 felt. You can feel like the weight of his responsibility in his actions and and um, you know his his personality. And so yeah, there's something there's something sort of comforting about a like a, a, an intelligent empathetic uh a, a, empathic empathic no someone who has empathy and is intelligent and is a leader <laughs> there's something very comforting about that and and he definitely you know embodied all those traits in his performance
1: yes he did like he he, he you could tell he he studied the rules of a good leader anyone always wants to know what those are it's One of them, I don't know. Uh, I don't know them all, but I know one of them is being able to delegate um, uh, important things to people you trust and not trying to keep it all to yourself. Um, Sure. And you could see that, you know, the
0: way Mm -hmm.
1: everyone was kind of treated as equals, how he held, you know, consul, you know, how he portrayed himself. And he was, you know, and to your point in Civil War, he was like a Terminator. I mean, even. Dude, that running scene, holy shit! That now you and you know how I, I, I've, I've, yeah, I've so taken you, a
0: very firm stand. Like, uh, you're against running on film. You no, don't like to I'm, do it, and you don't like people to
1: seeing people do it. <laughs> I guess I let me let me clarify that just a little bit. I don't like to do it, and I don't like watching people who don't know how to run do it. But when mm. people who do know how to run do it, it's exciting as shit. And I'm gonna tell you. All those guys running in Civil War was just, that was the baller as shit. Like, because he was just moving so fast. And the fact that he was keeping up with Captain America. Like, you know, everything was just like, yeah, we're not giving you too much. You don't need to know. You know he's the Black Panther. You don't really know what he can do. But he can definitely hold his own. He's super smart. Like, I mean, like, later on Black Panther, you find out he was the one who designed his first suit that's some baller ass shit and mm-hmm. you know here he is you know like i forget what bucky says to him and i just i just remember he's like i don't care and he just or or no Hawk, hawkeye hawkeye when they're fighting and he's like yeah i've met you i'm hawkeye and he's like i don't care and i was like yeah he's gonna whoop <laughs> your ass hawkeye. Yeah. we haven't met yet i'm clench i don't care
0: He's got uh he does not he's got his uh, other priorities. You know what was he's- another thing that was great about that that story and that character was that he actually um uh, he was willing to like take what Killmonger said uh to heart. And mm-hmm. process it, and actually grow from it, and admit that he had, uh, you know, that uh, maybe he had sort of been uh, neglecting an area uh, of his of his uh, rulership that he should not have. So, I think that is one of those important messages. If you're a kid, you know, seeing these movies, that you need to to know is that such great personal growth can come from um you know just admitting you're wrong and mm-hmm. um you know evaluating what that means and growing from it so that was such a heroic trait yeah
1: 100 uh, percent. it's like um yeah i i i, I, I that that night I, I wrote something so i could post it on the facebook just just more for catharsis than anything else um um and um mind if i read it
0: not at all all right
1: um because i i think it kind of goes to that because i how i put it i can see your perspective but there's also another perspective that i experience um that you know just some people are unable to you you won't be able to to understand
0: it. Um, yeah, just, just for the folks at home, I know uh, John has been very uh, personal about his background. I won't tell you exactly about my background, but um, if you've listened to me speak at all, um, and you've ever heard Dave Chappelle do <laughs> the, the voice he does when he's imitating a white person, I think you'll find a lot of commonalities there. <laughs> just a couple. <laughs> well, please go ahead, John. Alright,
1: so I wrote Representation Representation is so important to a person's growth. Chadwick Boseman was not only the Black Panther, he was a positive role model to a whole new generation. That is what makes this so much harder than I would care to admit. I never met the man personally. Being a person of color in this country is hard. Having TV, news, music, movies, history, books, being used to keep you down, trying to destroy your self-worth, making you feel like you are nothing. What Chadwick Boseman gave to a new generation is
0: immeasurable. Rest in power, king. That's what I wrote. Well, that is uh, beautiful. And to be honest, I could not think of any better way uh, to wrap this up. So, um, let's leave... uh, the the people with your your fantastic words and to just say stay safe out there appreciate the the people um who are around you who uh, you love and um and uh yeah just to echo your statement um, yeah rest in power chadwick boseman we will miss you <laughs>